the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday the 23rd, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. Marsha, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing this morning? Good. We're going to have a jam-packed show. Oh, so many people are going to be on Panhandle Live today, which, uh, as we were saying, is always a good thing. Keeps us out of trouble. Yeah. You know, when right. you think about it. Because, the, hey, the more time we have to just talk about anything, right? the more off track things seem to go. That is for <laughs> sure. That is for sure. But speaking of this jam-packed show, we do have our first guest. Of course, we always have to have some music for this particular guest. Here we go. Money talk. First guest joining us from Berkeley County Fiduciary Office, it's Will Lawrenson. Will, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for that wonderful intro. There you go. <laughs> hey, we give uh, props to Parker Stone for that one. Yeah, it was very creative. So. <laughs> there you go. Are you a wrestling fan? Oh, yeah. There you go. So you said heel earlier, and I was like, hey, well, speaking of, there you go. <laughs> I mean, people hit other people with chairs. What other sport? <laughs> well, hey, I bet you professional wrestlers definitely have their wills all lined up and buttoned I up, sure right? Nice so. segue. I yeah. sure hope so. Thank you so much for that segue. You're yes. Uh, yeah, so um, I am the fiduciary supervisor for the county, uh, for those people, many of whom don't know. Um, and uh, today, I, I guess we're just going to talk about kind of what my office does and when you need us. Um, Berkeley County is lucky in the sense that uh, we have a, a dedicated staff of people who are uh, ready and willing to help you through uh, the transitioning process of a state opening. Uh, what, you know, a, a loved one has passed away. What do I do now? Do I need to do anything? And we can answer all those questions for you. So what is some basic general information? I mean, um, when you talk about opening an estate, what does that involve? And sure. is it always necessary? It is not always necessary. So um, in most cases, uh, there are two main reasons why people open estates. Uh, the first reason is to uh, gain ownership or at least uh, some kind of control over what we call probate assets, assets that are owned solely by the decedent, whether they're titled, and we're only talking about title ownership. We're not mm -hmm. talking about mortgages or anything like that. We're just talking about is the deed or title in the decedent's name? If it is, you need to inherit that property. Mm -hmm. And uh, on paper, so if you're gonna sell somebody's car, your you know great uncle's car, uh, the person who's buying that car wants to know legally, do you have the right to sell me this car or are you yeah. just kind of hawking this stuff? So uh, my office can help you with that. The second reason why people open estates is to gain uh, legal authority over the estate for purposes of opening uh, a lawsuit or d doing a lawsuit. 
um, you know, the only way you're going to be able to file that lawsuit on the decedent's behalf is by uh, opening an estate and being in charge of that estate. Mm-hmm. So when should you be, you know, starting all of this? Maybe if you have like a big surgery coming up, should you maybe do it then? Or maybe if you just pops into your head, should I do it only being, you know, we'll say in my mid to late 20s, uh, should I do, you know, have a estate opened up wills and things like that going as well? Well, estate planning is highly circumstantial with regards to your familial uh, uh, delineage. So uh, without a will, uh, often, uh, well, not often, every single time, West Virginia does what's called intestacy. So it passes irrespective of how close or not close you are to your brothers, sisters, whatever, uh, whoever passes to you. Um, uh, the law has to delineate where your stuff goes and it goes to those familial members. So if you're married uh, and you have no children or you know you only have children within that marriage, all of your stuff via intestacy goes to your wife. If you're okay with that, you don't need a will. Mm-hmm. What do you need a will for? Right. Um, if you have adoptive children or children from a previous relationship or things of that nature, you probably want to consider at least for the moment, uh, consider a, a, a drafting a will. And some people put that off because it means making some difficult pronouncements oh, yeah. about which children from which relationship are getting what percentage. And, and no one really wants to have those conversations. No, they don't. And uh, it's interesting uh, when those when those conversations need to be had. It's often too late. So, uh, I mean, consider them if you're if you're out there in radio land. Uh, consider those things. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily a downer. After all, when the problem, when that stuff hits the fan, as it were, uh, it's not your problem anymore. Yeah. So if you upset your cousin Greg, I mean, sorry, Greg. You know, it's uh, it's too late for you to be mad at me, or at least for me to care anyway. Right. And it kind of wow, I'm, that's perspective, yeah. actually. And it's got to be weird too. I mean, anytime I think of a will, I think of well, somebody's dead, right? So it's got to be weird, like putting starting the process of trying to figure out a who gets what and where what goes, but B, it's like, hey, coming to a realization like, hey, I guess this is going to have to happen at some point. Right. Well, and the, and the more, I mean, that's A, where uh, estate lawyers mm-hmm. are so helpful, uh, especially with regards to de- delineating between probate assets and non-probate assets. It gets highly technical. But uh, another thing uh, that a lot of people do when they're drafting their own wills or they're doing it on their own, they're going rogue, uh, they fail to identify all of their assets. Like they list like, oh, I want the Elvis Presley uh, figurine <laughs> collection to go to my cousin Stacy. And then they forget about, you know, the residual, the rest. The, there is no clause that says the rest and residuary of my estate goes to blank. Wow. Nobody does that. So, but that's, that's important to do. Very much so. Yes. It's also a good opportunity to, especially if you've got minor children, uh, when you're doing your will to talk about who um, should gain custody or take good care of them. Should you and your spouse pass away at the same time? Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that is one of the more, I mean, for, with regards to wills, we're more talking about property, uh, although, Testate, uh, testator's intent is very often one of the big things that courts look to. And if you have a will, we can actually interpret that in, uh, that, that that stuff. So if you don't have that, it's kind of like, well, you know, you hope you have a tight family unit uh, elsewhere because if you don't, uh, you know, we, we can't really interpret everything because you're silent at that point. 
Well, Lawrenson is with us from the Berkeley County Fiduciary Office. I wanted to point out, because I was looking at some of the cumulative data from the state DHHR regarding COVID-19 deaths, and uh, we've talked about this before. In Berkeley County, uh, to this point, there have been 281 COVID-19 deaths, Jefferson County 133 68 in Morgan County, and that's, you know, in mm-hmm. the two years of the pandemic, essentially, since those numbers were being recorded. My guess is that at least a percentage of those were folks who didn't think that this was going to happen, and their families didn't either. Most did not. Uh, so, and and sometimes that, that happens. So if you're, you know, if it's a sudden thing, if it's an accident, if it's COVID-related, if you're younger, if you didn't really prepare for those things, yeah, of course. I mean, you're you're not going to have uh, that 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 stuff there that you've prepared. Uh, however, intestacy uh, oftentimes sorts that out. Uh, it, it it intestacy is designed to go to the closest familial relationship that we can that we can find and uh, delineates your stuff, uh, uh, the rest and residuary of your stuff between those people. And who gets to be executor? Well, it's interesting you say that, Marsha. Uh, for the first 30 days, uh, it is uh, heirs at law have equal rights. So if you only have one heir, i.e. a spouse and only children within that relationship uh, or no children to speak of, um, the spouse has sole rights to open that estate. Outside of that 30 days, literally anybody can open an estate, creditors included. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, get out. And so they're going to be scary. They're going to be <laughs> yeah. advocating for their, you know, piece of the pie first. Right. Absolutely. Wow. And they'll have control over your But Now, to be fair, most creditors don't want to do that. A, because uh, it, it, it's work for them. And also you're legally responsible for that estate. Should you not care enough to do the things properly? Now, all of a sudden you're talking about a lawsuit against you. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. most will, uh, nominate or at least request or motion for the sheriff, uh, sheriff Harmon, um, and his assigns to handle the estate. And but how does that, don't they have better things to do? They have plenty of better things to do. Although I will say in, uh, in a nod to, uh, the sheriff and his staff, and I mean, this has been a continuing thing, um, for a while now, but they have a staff that that you know understand and i do not envy that position they have to do a lot of research they have to uh, contact family members that are probably not anywhere close to this person mm-hmm. um you know that they, they have that duty it's just part of being sheriff yeah we're talking with will lawrenson from berkeley county fiduciary offices now uh, unfortunately we got to get to our first break so can you let everybody know where to go to get in touch with you find out more about this maybe if they have questions about opening an estate sure uh the berkeley county council just updated our website nice. so if you go to berkeleycountywv.org uh, and go to government services, fiduciaries right there. We have all of our, you know, kind of checklists and everything like that that you'll need to open this estate process. We should talk to IT about getting your, your walk-on music onto the website. <laughs> I mean, it can't hurt. Yeah. And, right? uh, most people don't find me cool. I think that would help. Yeah, I think that, that definitely increases your stock a little well, bit. Well, Will, we think you're really cool, and thank you yeah, for coming do. in again. Will Lawrence for Berkeley County Fiduciary Office. Thanks again. Thanks so much, guys. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family Law, Criminal Defense, DUI, Personal Injury, Mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it, for the break, we had Will Lawrenson from the Berkeley County Fiduciary Office in to talk about, uh, well, the estates being opened and wills and money and all kinds of stuff that and the mad rush to be an executor if you could I know. like anyone you you could just look at an obit and say i want to be the executor exactly and then yeah. just bring all that hassle down but will's yourself. always got some important information uh, to talk about so if you missed anything listen back to it a little bit later on but in other important news it's a big year for berkeley county it's the 250th and matt umstead's in with us to talk about berkeley 250 and you guys are really rolling right now Absolutely. We really are gearing up for uh, the events are all really actually very much on the horizon, very much uh, underway as far as registration. Uh, uh, please go online, berkeleywv250.com and, and register for our Duck Derby, our Explore Berkeley Challenge and a whole host of other events, our Caller Me Berkeley 5K I think we have over 140 some people registered wow. for that already. So. That's pretty cool. It seems like, uh, and what's cool is that all these are, and for a brain like mine, they're all linked up, and you get different shirts for it too. So <laughs> different you can, colored shirts. Yeah, That's try really and collect cool. all the shirts. But they had you at t-shirts. They did have me at t-shirts. <laughs> but it's cool that you can link all of these different, you know, things together. Yes, and on the back of the shirt, uh, we're going to have our sponsors, which I need to put a plug in real Absolutely. quick for our Berkeley County Development Authority, uh, WVU Medicine, State Farm uh, Insurance Agents of Berkeley County. Procter & Gamble and First Energy uh, Foundation are our top uh, sponsors for this year's uh, commemoration. Uh, so on the back of the shirt, we're going to have all the sponsors listed, including our Morgan Morgan sponsors, uh, as well as a listing of all the events. So in addition to the color coordination for each of the events, having a different color shirt, you'll have all the events listed on the back as well as the sponsors of, of the commemoration mm -hmm. overall. So it's something you can wear for years yeah. and years and say, yeah, I was part of that. Absolutely. And it, uh, only, it only happens like once. Exactly. Exactly. And I've been all over your guys's Berkeley County 250 Facebook page, which I think is great. Some of the stuff and the pictures you guys put up there, Marshall will walk in and find me trying to link a, uh, or put the, an old picture with mm -hmm. like the Google street view to see if it matches and whatever. And you have a post up right now. It's spring. All the right. trees are starting to turn when the, then the neighborhoods look looking great. Um, and growing up in Hagerstown, Washington County, I always just thought that down here was all apples and apples and orchards, but I never really knew why. And you have a post up there talking about that. That's pretty interesting. Yes. Uh, actually, apples and fruit actually date back to George Washington. Uh, but obviously, it took a while for the commercial operations to start uh, in the 1800s. But yeah, apples and fruit go all the way back to the early mm. colonial days. And uh, there's records very much outlining where there was fruit trees being planted back in the 1700s. So wow. the legacy is a lot longer than just the commercial orchards that boomed from the 1850s on to the uh, early 1950s and 60s. And we still got a very large yeah. orchard mm -hmm. west of uh, town here and a few others around the county as well. If you want an easy to digest history lesson, mm -hmm. it's a great, um, you know, just just catch that on oh, yeah. social media and, and you never know what's going to show up. Yep, absolutely. Really cool because it's, you know, whole county wide. So the, the official, I was looking at your website, the official date that... Um, Berkeley County became Berkeley County was May 15th. 
Correct. And that bill, uh, the governor, Lord Dunmore, uh, you may have what heard. A name. He was a villain. He was considered a villain of the 1700s. That sounds like a good definitely villain, a villain name. name. Oh, yeah. Even though he was the governor, he, he <laughs> assented uh, to a, the passage of that bill on April 11th and the kickoff event for Explorer Berkeley Challenge and the de- uh, kickoff of the ceremonial kickoff of the tree planting is that day. So April 11th is uh, that day that Lord Dunmore assented to the passage of the bill that created Berkeley County and also what was originally known as Dunmore County, which is essentially north and south of Frederick County, which we're all children of Frederick County. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mothership is the mother, The mothership, <laughs> thank you. The mothership is much better. But north and south, uh, Shenandoah is now, was formerly Dunmore. Shenandoah County, which is south of Frederick County, was Dunmore originally. But it huh. was changed, the name was changed in 1778 uh, to, to Shenandoah, probably because Lord Dunmore... Uh, kind of got himself into some heat. Mm. Well, yeah. we've we've done more since uh, then uh, to improve ourselves. Well done. <laughs> but, but Berkeley, uh, Norborn Berkeley, was the most one of the most beloved governors. So it's kind of ironic that Lord Dunmore became one of the most uh, villainous, vilified, villainous, yeah. vilified uh, wow. governors. Uh, and it's ironic that the two were created with the same bill, the mm-hmm. same act of the legislature. So, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Now, yeah. uh, you've already had a few uh, events already for Berkeley County 250 commemoration. How they've been going? It's the turns that the turnouts have been great. Right. Uh, the Discover Berkeley exhibit, uh, the new artifacts, uh, Ronnie Good. I don't know if folks know Ronnie Good from Hedgesville. He's a longtime uh, fixture in uh, Hedgesville town government. Uh, he has recently contributed some really nice artifacts for a new artifact display update at the library, which has gotten a lot of positive reviews. So that, that event continues through the rest of the year. There will be additional artifact unveils throughout the rest of the year for that. Uh, we have uh, well over 80 some people registered for Explore Berkeley Challenge coming up, I guess. Again, I should mention April 11th is when that kicks off and continues through uh, May 14th. Uh, and that's where people were going to go out into the county and be challenged to complete various small tasks. Like a uh, scavenger cool. hunt. Like almost. Cool, yeah. almost like a scavenger hunt. But yeah, it, it really is going to push people out. I think we have like a, a lot of growing interest in that, actually, as people learn more about it. But, it's such a cool idea. Um, yeah, it's it's really meant to really take someone out into areas they might not have been yeah. to before. So it's very simple in its uh, concept, but it actually is... Um, you take a little adventure. Okay, but it's safe. It's not like Pokemon yes. where you're like standing in yeah, someone's Pokemon driveway Go. going, this is where my gym is. <laughs> no. And, our, and I want to say our Duck Derby, uh, which is really it's really shaping up to be a great event. Uh, we, uh, in partnership collaboration with Main Street Martinsburg between 2 and 6 p.m. on May 14th, which is the day before the actual birthday of the county, on Saturday, May 14th, uh, 2 to 6 p.m. at the Adam Stephen House at 309 East John Street uh, is, is when that is set up. But we also have, and I want to make a special mention of this, we also have a youth volunteer fair uh, set up from 12 to 2 on the grounds of the Adam Stephen House as well as part of the uh, activities there. And a youth volunteer fair by On Track Anti-Drug Coalition. Uh, they're putting that together. So that that is going to be really exciting, as well as demonstrations of uh, watershed uh, and environment education uh, exhibits, interactive displays with uh, the Kikapin, not the Kikapin, I should say, the Apekin Watershed and the uh, city of Martinsburg. So there's going to be a lot of youth education 
uh, activities there with heritage education, tours of the Adam Stephen House, of course, ongoing that day, mm-hmm. tours of the tunnels under the Adam Stephen House. Oh, I didn't know there were tunnels yeah. under the yes, I didn't know yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. It's really kind of interesting wow. about the tunnels and uh, what they were used for. It's really yeah. kind of, ooh, you know. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. It's cool. And then the Triple Brick Museum is right next to the Adam Stephen House. And it doesn't get a lot of pub, but Triple Brick is really a cool museum. It's really a cool little community site there they've worked hard the general adam steve memorial association has done an excellent job with that uh, cool. site uh, it's all of course city of martinsburg property but and the city is of course collaborating with us and supportive every step of the way with this and we can't say enough appreciation to them and uh, main street uh, robbie blair is really yeah. helping us out with uh, organizing and helping us put that together very neat but put a duck in register for a duck uh, the proceeds all go to the Parks and Rec Quality of Life Project, which is the general goal of the entire commemoration events. Um, all of the proceeds from all the events. We're hoping to write a nice check at the end mm-hmm. of the year to, to for Quality of Life uh, uh, Parks and Rec projects and the city and the county. Matthew Umstead, we know that, you know, as, as a journalist and historian, this has been a labor of love. How many times have you gone... Oh, that's so cool. When, when, <laughs> when you learned a new fact about history or someone brought something for the exhibit, that's had to happen almost on the weekly, right? It, it is, is so, it's unreal. It really is. Uh, the one really crazy thing that I, I just, I don't know whether I read, a, I've talked about it at all before, but Davy Crockett was here for a little while in 1799. He'll sing the song. And the funny thing is he, he got in a fight with his dad. He got in a fight with his dad about dropping out of school. And he ran away from home, from Tennessee, and came to Jaredstown and worked for a farmer, John Gray, uh, when he was a young, a young lad, as they used yeah. to say, wow. for 25 cents a day. Wow. Plowing grain fields. That's probably not, that probably was bad money that? back then. I wonder if he That's came incredible. back and said, do you know who I am? Yeah, for real. <laughs> like after he, he got established. And the reason why we know that, unless he was fibbing, which yeah. you never know, yeah. but he, he actually wrote his book. Kind of, I guess, his biography, I guess, uh, an autobiography. He actually wrote his accounts of his life growing up, and uh, it's all there. How cool. Yeah. yeah that has Is that to- going to be on this? Like, I, he won't tell me if it's on the scavenger hunt. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's invasive. Uh, yeah. That's, that. that's so neat, though. That is really cool. Well, we're doing a social media campaign, and, uh, you know, you'll it'll pop up. Okay. Be there, so. Davy Crockett, yeah. King of the Glengarry area. <laughs> Davy, Davy Crockett. Yeah, there you go. King of the Wild Frontier. Yeah. yeah. In, in hey, I'm Western glad you guys Berkeley know County. the song. <laughs> I love that show. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking with Matt Upstead about Berkeley County 250. Now, unfortunately, we have to get uh, to our bottom of the hour break. So, can you let everybody know where to go to find out more about everything you guys are doing with Berkeley County 250? BerkeleyWV250.com. BerkeleyWV250.com. Sounds like you've said that once or twice. A few times. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Matt, thank you for coming in and sharing. This is thank so cool to be able to uh, talk to you about this stuff and to see what you guys are posting and finding. It's been so neat. And uh, good luck with the rest of the events. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. With hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Paint Handle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firms. So, guys, Virginia and Maryland, you can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Missed it for the break. We had Matt Umstead in talking about Berkeley County 250, which has been such a cool um, year, really, for them so far, and it's not even halfway done. And he's saying, 
And he did sing. So, and he made sure to tell us to tell everyone out there uh, in Radio Land to make sure you listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. I'm not sure I heard it that way, but okay. Yeah. So, but yes, it was great talk, and it's always cool. I didn't know there were tunnels under the Adam Stevens house. Yes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But this music tells us that it's time for our next segment of the day. It's what could possibly go wrong with Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director Steve Allen. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Pleasure to finally meet you in person because I've only ever talked to you on the phone. (laughs) Go figure. It's nice to be able to, after two years, be able to get back in in sync with everybody and see you without a mask. Yeah, it's another good thing. Plus, he brought us whistles. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Which, if you've been following the series, you do it a little. There you go. If you've been following the series, you know that that is one of the things that you can have in your disaster preparedness kit. That's right. Because you never know if you're going to be injured to the point that you can't really vocalize. And a whistle could let someone know that you're there. Also, it could let you let you know that your youth sports team has failed. Or if you're in traffic and the person in front of you is not going, you don't want to beep, you just hit them with the whistle. You'd That's like why I got this, a duck call in my car. Yeah, It's like a miniature traffic cop if yeah. you do it that way, but no one can hear you no, when your windows are closed. I have, a, so. I have a duck call in my car. I've never gone hunting a day in my life, but it's for if somebody cuts me off. I feel mm-hmm. like it's way it makes way more of an impact if, if you cut somebody off and instead of them beeping and cursing and mm-hmm. doing whatever, they just looked at you and blew a duck call at you. I'm not going to hear you because my radio is going to be up too loud. That's so. true. But, but anyways, you know what? Go on. But anyways, Steve <laughs> Allen is with us, Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director. Um, now, before we get into uh, what you really want to come in and talk about, uh, I feel like we have to talk about the fire over in uh, Morgan County. Now, uh, a lot of the specifics really aren't out there yet, but this is a good time to kind of go back and talk about fire safety, especially this time of year. Exactly, and as you recall from our uh, our uh, February um, mm-hmm. meeting, we we talked about that that chance of wildfires and mm-hmm. why you should uh, on windy days, um, you know, not be burning. Um, also, you can only burn uh, like fallen trees and things like that, natural wood products mm-hmm. and things of that nature. You can't burn garbage and get away with it. Right. It's not allowed through uh, uh, the West Virginia uh, DEP or actually air quality uh, people. So you can't be burning your your garbage and and uh, you know home wastes and things things of that nature but it's re- really important as was pointed out yesterday uh, not yesterday over the last couple of days with uh, that fire and from what I've seen and of course I follow like everybody else is mm-hmm. on Facebook and mm-hmm. you see 50 acres um, it started up uh, to 70 yeah. now now up to 70 yeah mm-hmm. uh, um, and then originally when uh, incident uh, the incident commander got on the scene he said he had about four acres well you see how fast it goes wow four acres to 50 acres yeah. and 70 acres. And uh, so it's very important to, uh, you know, adhere to those types of things. And, and the National Weather Service keeps us appraised of it. They'll have what's called red flag warnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're listening or if you're following uh, uh, any uh, of the uh, weather service, either Facebook pages or you check them out on, uh, on the Internet and things like that, you'll see red flag warnings, which means the humidity is low, mm-hmm. uh, meaning and humidity. If 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 the materials that are try, that are that are uh, flammable are have a higher humidity content, they burn a lot slower if they burn at all. You know, many times yeah. um, you'll have to have some type of an accelerant to get a lot of stuff to, mm-hmm. to burn. So you uh, uh, with with low humidity and winds, 
Um, and the, the time of day that we talked about before, yeah. why, why you don't burn during the day, you burn during the evening, during fire season, those important things like that. Absolutely. So uh, you want to watch those types of things. But it's really important that, you know, even now, and a lot of people are out there, they're burning uh, their uh, yard waste, mm-hmm. uh, their leaves and things like that. And you, you need to clear that area 10 foot around if yeah. you're going to burn. Uh, you need to be there with it the whole time until you extinguish it right and then once everything's burned or consumed then you want to make sure that it's completely extinguished yeah this is definitely a heck of a reminder for that stuff too. Yes. definitely um so our guest this morning steve allen um we're, we talked fire we're going to talk water march 21st through the 25th is flood safety and severe weather awareness week in west virginia we had the tornado right. drill that ran on our stations yesterday right. at 11 a.m yeah so um let's talk flooding and, sure. and other disasters well yeah. and, and, what and what could possibly go, go wrong, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. well the three things that happen within west virginia and, and in your, uh, if, if you downloaded that app that I talked about a couple of months ago from FEMA, the FEMA app, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there are areas in there on that app that you can go to that say, okay, put in your zip code of the area that you live, and it'll tell you at least the top three. The top three for our area through here for Berkeley, Morgan, and Jefferson are floods, um, winter storms, and, of course, summer storms, uh, Tornadoes that can be spawned by severe thunderstorms and things like that, which is why we want to we want to uh, practice uh, as we did yesterday uh, when uh, the alert went off for tornadoes. That you, um, if if you have a basement, you go down to the basement. Uh, you make sure that your animals and children and and things, uh, you know, the the those ones that are closest to you and your loved ones are down there with you. Or if they're away, where do they go to? And to yep. make sure in the school system, they have different areas that they go to within each one of the schools. Yep. Uh, facilities, um, industry, and business, same thing to make sure that you go there for those tornado drills. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're here to talk about flooding. So let's uh, let's talk a, a lot about the flooding. And of course, it, flooding can be spawned by. Uh, severe thunderstorms where you have a lot of rain that's coming down over a period of days or you just have this inundation that that uh, of of water coming out of the sky that can cause flash flooding as well and uh, one thing i want to bring up about flash flooding is what do you do with standing water if you're in your vehicle you don't drive through it thank you You, you've been paying attention ding 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 you get the gold star you can whistle now yeah. Congratulatory whistle. <laughs> right. We're not very good at these oh, whistles. I'm so weak. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> wow. Well, you, okay. you got to blow it really, really hard. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and you don't want to take this wow. to any Martinsburg basketball games. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Find now me that, every, under the now that everyone else on the air right yeah. now is so mad at us. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, but the, the uh, flooding that can be spawned by thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Or just by a rain inundation over a period of days where we have what's called riverine flooding, where we have rivers and creeks and streams that rise up and, and cause damage to, to structures. And, uh, of course, they, they close highways or roadways and so forth, which a lot of people, well, you know, I've got to drive all the way around. Yes, but you don't want to drive through the standing water because right. we have had a lot of people that have drowned throughout the United States but some people it. say, you know, look, I bought a four-wheel drive <laughs> for a reason. I've got the massive tires. Yeah, exactly. It only takes six inches of water to raise those tires mm-hmm. off of the ground where you lose traction and you no longer. And unless unless you're running around with a lot of weight in the back of that right. pickup truck or that four-wheel drive vehicle, a lot of weight in there to keep them holding down. But 
as that water rises up, it lifts up the vehicle and then on down the stream and you don't want to go where that water is going because it's getting deeper as it goes down. down Suddenly the you have a Jeep branded pontoon. There you go. There yeah. you go. And <laughs> hey, with those bigger, you know, jacked up trucks and Jeeps and things like that, the higher they are, the more unstable they can be, oh, top yeah. heavy they can be. So if you do lose a little weight or traction and you tip over yep. and then you're really stuck. If, yep. Yeah. Especially if, if it's on its top or on mm-hmm. its side, how do you get out and things right. like that? So best rule of thumb is don't drive through standing water. That's right. You know, Absolutely. Again, exactly. speaking, speaking with Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director Steve Allen. Now, we got a tight ship today, so I want to make sure that uh, you are able to talk about everything that you want to today. Yeah, and you so sent us the bullet list. Yeah, oh, so yeah, you the... sent us a uh, release about some bovine thing going oh, on. Well, if you want to talk about yeah. the, the bovine emergency response plan, and it's the response training that we're going to be holding this Sunday at uh, the uh, RSD horse auction on uh, in in carneysville off of wiltshire road down there we'll have a lot of first responders fire ems law enforcement veterinarians um we'll have people from the department of agriculture we'll have a whole lot of different people that are there to take this training because every year um accidents occur we've been very fortunate within our area and i'm knocking on as much wood around here as i can because uh the, uh, the possibility is always there where you have a truckload of cattle or, mm-hmm. or a horse trailer load of horses. And in the Jefferson County area and even in Berkeley County, mm-hmm. there are a lot of horse farms that are transporting those horses to the races, to wherever, or equestrian events and things of that nature. So the possibility of those types of accidents occurring, whereas uh, you have, uh, and you can have you know, a hundred or so, oh, um, yeah. ho- not horses, but cattle or mm-hmm. sheep, you know, larger animals, mm-hmm. hogs and things of that nature. So you're organizing in this drill, how that would, the, how that response would look if other vehicles could come in and help, you know, round up those, those cattle or well, and, horses and, or whatever. Right. And this is, this is a training. This is kind of the uh, implementation of a plan of developing a plan for our communities around through here of, what are those agencies that need to know that we need to respond to? Uh, what happens with the carcasses of animals that die mm-hmm. uh, in the accident or have to be euthanized because of the injuries? And who occurred? does that? Exactly. Well, and exactly. And of course, we know that it'll be called upon uh, with veterinarians, mm-hmm. um, animal control, possibly, but most most likely veterinarians that will be coming in to do those those types of unfortunate activities that have to happen. And so that bovine emergency response plan training for first responders is happening uh, Sunday, March 27th. That's correct. Down at RSD Horse Auction. Again, we've been speaking with Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director Steve Allen. Unfortunately, we'll have to end our talk here for the day. I know you, you probably have all kinds of other things that yes. you want people to know about. We so, can catch um, him next month. Absolutely. He'll be right back for what could yep. possibly go wrong. And Steve, let people know how they can get in touch with you and find out more. You can contact our office at 304-728-3290. We also have a, a website on with the Jefferson County Commission. You just go to Jefferson County Commission Departments and you'll see Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management on there. Click on it, and we have a wealth of information in oh, yeah. there, including a lot of our different plans that we mm-hmm. have. And a lot of that's on our Facebook page, too, so make sure you oh, go find that. absolutely, on our Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Again, Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director Steve Allen, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, and I think the whistle's blowing. I guess we need to get out of here. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> there we go. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. 
from Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner, alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we had. Jefferson County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director Steve Allen in to talk about, well, what could possibly go wrong. March 21st to the 25th is Flood Safety and Severe Weather Awareness Week here in the great state of West Virginia. So uh, we're talking about some plans with that kind of stuff and things to be kind of looking out for. I mean, everything that could possibly go wrong, you know, uh, that's what Steve Allen comes in to talk about and does a great job doing it. Uh, even talked about, you know, not the fire over in Morgan County, but, you know, it's a, a great opportunity to look back and think of the ways that we can help prevent forest fires because only you can prevent forest fires, as uh, Smokey used to say. Now, uh, wait for Marsha to run back in as we, of course, in a jam-packed day, sometimes the lines get a little mixed up. So Marsha is going to be uh, rolling back in in a minute. But it was funny. Of course, Steve dropped off some uh, personal safety whistles, I guess you can call them. And uh, as soon, and of course, we were blowing them here on the air. And as soon as we uh, both, me and Marsha, walked out into the green room with Steve, there were a bunch of really mean glares and stares uh, thrown our way. I would, uh, I would imagine that is because of the whistles being blown at well 9:45 in the morning. But yeah, make sure you go over to the Jefferson County WV Office of Homeland Security and Management Facebook page to uh, find out everything for hashtag ReadyWVWX and then also Berkeley County, well, Berkeley 250 commemoration. Go to that Facebook page too because there's always some pretty cool pictures up there, some interesting tidbits, all kinds of different things. Wow, what a morning. (laughs) So my apologies to Katie Orr from uh, Orr's Farm Market because we had a scheduling glitch and I was trying to desperately get back um, hold of her. We're going to have her on soon because they've got a really neat uh, program of events uh, coming up for like Easter time. So I wanted to talk to her and, you know, there's summer programming and and all that. So. But, hey, that's what happens when half the office is, for some reason, on Mountain Time on their computers and <laughs> half the office is on Eastern Standard. Hey, it happens sometimes, you know? Our, you know, our calendars are mere yards away from each other and <laughs> cannot communicate They're so in a, close, in a so business that is dedicated to communication. Uh, hey, it happens. That's technology for you sometimes. Sometimes it goes, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes the most efficient method is the whistle. It's the whistle. I know. I was just saying, uh, as soon as we walked out after uh, Steve there, uh, there were a couple of uh, weird looks and glares I saw coming into the (sighs) studio. I wonder if that was because of the whistles being blown at uh, 9.45 in the morning. I wonder if Rhoda could hear it in her her studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rhoda was probably over there ready to throw something at us. Although I did see she had like a back massager thing in there. Yeah. Like a big, huge, like S She let me use it. How was that? It's life changing. I think if you have, I don't have back problems, but I thought, you know, people I know who do would love this thing. And, and she's wearing like a white outfit today. So she, it kind of, she looked like a doctor a little bit. 
And she's like, here, try this. It's the back something. I can't remember the name of it, mm. but it's revolutionary. There you go. And I'm like, wow, you look like a medical person like telling me to, to do this. And it, it's very, the way it's shaped and everything, it's just well, uh, very in, effective. In our career field, we're sitting down all the time. So anything you can do to help your back out uh, definitely helps. I wish we could like have our desks here, like kind of move up. Mm-hmm. Like we could do like a stand up and a sit down type of desk. Although when I was in broadcasting school, it was literally there was a sign on the wall that said you cannot sit down while you're on the air. Right. So and at that time, I hated it. I was like, oh, man, I wish I had a desk that I could just sit down at all day. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So now you don't want it. I know. Well, yeah, I do. Kind of. I, I want the option. How about that? I want the option. Okay. I don't want the demand. I know. That's fair. But um, yeah, uh, speaking of uh, basketball, even though we weren't speaking of basketball, but it always reverts to basketball this time of year. Uh, if you would like, and I know Marsha won't be doing this, but if Hold you'd on. like to watch, Go ahead. if you'd like to watch uh, the Glenville State uh, Lady Pioneers play in their final four game of the Division II Women's Basketball Tournament tonight, you can watch it over on Metro News. The game is at seven, and they play number two best defense in the country, Grand Valley State, in the final four. So, so we have um, to support Glenville because they're West Virginia. There you go. So there, that works. That works. Um, but yeah, pretty cool that uh, you know the team that ended up taking down Shepard and ending the run is now in points, the final four. Points. You know, yeah, but I just felt twelve points. It's now in the final four, which is kind of cool. So if you want to keep up with that, maybe watch a little bit of it. It's going to be uh, you can find that over at wvmetronews.com and Metro News. I mean, they always do great production with that kind of stuff. So it'll be fun to watch. So you had a great story that you put together. <clears throat> from your interview with Steve Weiss from mm-hmm. um, Blue Ridge you. Community and Technical College. I think they ran that this morning yeah. on the morning news as well. But it's really cool to have someone that we know and someone know. who's local to be on, on the TV. Have you uh, watched Have you watched any of it yet? I haven't watched any <laughs> of it yet. It's incredible. Gonna, it's incredible some of the but things But it looks very realistic. Cakes. But he said you can't... I heard your interview and, and he's saying you can't make it too realistic because mm-hmm. that tips the judges yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, they, uh, I was watching, they were doing like the press run and everything, right? And they were on, um, it's not Regis and Kathy Lee, Kathy and Hoda, I guess, the Good Morning America. They were on Good Morning America. And um, they, it was Hoda and like Michael Strahan and whoever else is on that show nowadays. And they had, you know, these couple objects in front and one of them was a cake, right? And it was like a old rotary phone. It was uh, like this wooden thing. It was all these different things that it, to my eye, none of them looked like cake. But since you know that one of them is cake... It You're trying to figure it out, you, right? right? So they're looking at him, and this rotary phone is obviously, obviously a phone, like a real live phone. Okay. But as they're like going through it, like, nah, not the phone. And the host goes, well, you know, these cakes are pretty realistic. And then they're like, well, now we have to pick the phone, even though everybody knew that the phone, but it could have been at any given moment. And go figure, the one thing that I thought was for sure not a cake was the cake. Wait, the phone was the cake? Not the phone. It was okay. this wooden thing. But it, okay. I thought it was... I thought if anything was going to be the cake, it was going to be the phone. Can you imagine being that talented, no. that mad talented that nope. you have to dial it back so it doesn't look too realistic? Nope. And they're doing it with food, with right. cake. But this is not his first go around. He's been, on, he's oh, been yeah. on some of those Food Network competitions. So it's really cool knowing someone yeah. who is at that level. And, and he has, you know, 
people can go and take classes that mm-hmm. he's developed. Yep, and he talked local. about all those classes that, that are the registration is happening now uh, over at BlueRidgeCTC.com. I don't know if that's the actual website, but if you Google Blue Ridge CTC, you'll find it. Sure. Um, and he talked about that just the other day on Panhandle Live. So if you missed it, you can listen over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But it does have to be cool on his side too, being able because how many times have you just gone on Netflix and just looked at the top, you know, trending mm-hmm. things and just picked whichever? Imagine doing that and then seeing you at number one or the show you're on being at number one. Yeah, that's surreal. Yeah. But he like deserves Stranger it. Things was number one. Like they're on the same uh-huh. level as Stranger Things. That's well, it is pretty strange it to make strange. a cake into an everyday object. You're so right. um over on our website, <clears throat> panhandlenewsnetwork.com, there is an article um about a one hundred one year old man who has received an honorary diploma from Store College eighty four years ago. He had to stop in his senior year. He was there. It was the, a normal school back then. <clears throat> he had plans to, to graduate from there and go on to college, but life got in the way. He ended up going to Philadelphia, and he was visiting Harper's Ferry, where the you know the store college was located, that historically black college. Mm-hmm. And he lamented the fact that he'd never gotten his degree, and his family contacted the Park Service and Jefferson County Schools. And he got an honorary degree last weekend. Yeah, it's so, so cool. The pictures are really neat, too, mm-hmm. of him with his diploma and his you know, family around him. That's pretty neat. Yeah. That's always a cool story. So you can find that story over at PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. Uh, also, a quick reminder that the 24th, 25th, tomorrow and Friday is the St. Jude Radiothon. And that's going to be happening in earnest on uh, a couple of our other sister stations. But we'll be talking about that here. And you'll hear some different things about uh, the St. Jude Radiothon, how to donate, uh, the call-in numbers, text-in numbers, things like that. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit uh, tomorrow here on Panhandle Live as well. But, hey, uh, the St. Jude Radiothon is such a great thing. So you got to talk about it. And we'll do that some more. But we're up against the clock for Marsh I'm Jordan Icewarner. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.